Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. Morning, everybody. Happy Friday. <clears throat> Happy Memorial Day. See you all today on the radio show. Uh, Jason Smith's going to join us in the next segment. Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. He's got a bunch of stuff uh, that he has posted at the Daily Memphian to read, including a uh, $10, uh, $10 meal that he wrote about. And, uh, and then he he went. At, did you know there was in in Nutbush there was a little there was a little Tina Turner museum I did of not. some sort, and uh, it turns out until it, obviously seems Chris like it, about it. yesterday when we were talking to him he was on the way there, and so uh, we may ask him a little bit about that, of course, as well as the NBA and other matters. Um, before we get to uh, the game last night, good on the Celtics for sustaining the suspense. Um, couple things have to get to. One is our friend Drew Hill was engaged yesterday. See that? I did on Twitter. She said, "Were you shocked? Were you shocked?" She said, "Yes." Uh, no, because uh, as we've discussed, if you go into that situation and you don't know what the answer is, that's on you. I think yes. I think it, I and I it, Drew uh, has been nervous about this for a while. It's been but he's been planning this for a long time. How long do you plan it? Well, like how long do you go from Drew's more of a planner than your boy was? How long? How long between the moment you said, "All right, I'm gonna. This is the enterprise. I'm gonna like." And so you started like picking the date, shopping for the ring, all of that, and the actual then execution of the plan. Uh, well, first I had to set aside the money. Um, oh, so there was first there was a saving component. There. Correct. Um. Or cashing in of savings bonds with the savings. Uh-huh. Um, then, and you don't know when this. You don't know. You don't know when to start measuring from. Do you start measuring from the moment you know this is the person you're going to marry? Or well, I don't. I think there's I, another moment, like a moment that okay, I'm going to do it. Moment, right? Here's the real one of the biggest like, uh, like I I've talked about this with you. Like I enjoy like some of the traditional elements like things that have stood the test of time i'm a i'm a fan of one knee did you get on one knee the, i did but one of the things though we've got to figure out a better system for this idea of trying to go buy a ring without her there to size it up like that's it's massively problematic but but that's what people do there's no other way around it if you're you, you can't have the moment of, oh, it's beautiful, I love you, whatever. You, you can't can have go the look and size it up before. You can go, oh, I think you I think you can and and couples do go, quote, unquote, ring shopping mm-hmm. before it's presented. But you can't actually put it on the finger, hey, does it right. fit, yeah, whatever. That's, that's, that's fine. But Aaliyah had no idea what her ring size was, and we spent. How did like, you, how'd you get past that because, uh, hurdle? Because Howie's a gentleman. Howie would literally, so we. We put it on, and then so engagement night, she's basically wearing a bunch of she's wearing a bunch of like toilet paper or like uh, uh, Kleenex oh, inside it didn't fit. there. No, because she gave me the wrong size. 
Oh, well, uh, that's, uh, in the and, end, that's on her. And then Howie, Howie was, Howie basically like, like rush from Robert Irwin Jewish, basically like rush delivered to like have it resized and whatnot. Like, I mean, he took care of it in like yeah, but 12 I, hours. I don't think, I don't think the ring size is a common issue because normally what happens in the, I mean, there are, there are hurdles. Like yesterday, Drew had the following hurdle. It was, he'd planned on the beach, right? Mm-hmm. Planned on the beach. And it's then bold. bad weather's coming. Yep. Okay. And so then I, I, he did not consult me with this, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure I should be even talking about it on the radio. You've never had that problem. But what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> he actually called. Spoiler alert: If you have anything you don't want, John public, don't tell he Jeff. He called John Martin. We need content, man. We need content. Mm-hmm. He called John Martin and said, "What do I do, man? The weather's coming in. That's why can you don't I, plan it outside. Can I? Can I get engaged?" Inside, but what happens? Is John the appropriate person to call there? She might be. I don't think at all. I, I, don't, I don't even think, know if John's in the top five. Though. I don't think John is at all the appropriate person to call in that circumstance. But maybe when you're packed, maybe when you're panicked. No, John, no, no. But the, here was the question. The, the, the question that was presented, I understand, was what do I do? I think, you know, she may be disappointed if we don't actually get engaged on the beach. And yet it's about to be hurricane force winds or something right what what would you sure. have said does she want to get engaged <laughs> yeah i think i think in the end the correct answer is is i think what john advised which is it doesn't really matter that much if it's on the beach even if she has her heart set on getting engaged on the beach anyone will understand if it's pelting rain you can't get engaged on the beach i think the question would be do you push it off a day for better weather but probably people are gathered. Now that's the other thing. Now, did now he everybody gathers. I mean, like, for what? Yeah, and there's a yeah. So not for your boy. Anyway, it appears from photos that it happened uh, on the beach, and uh, and I. But I think most people, in terms of your issue, they go wing shopping, and most women know the ring size, like or get it correct. Or when you're ring shopping, you can size a ring. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not the ring, it's yeah. But her, her big deal was she did like she wanted to be completely surprised. Well, that's I, despite I'm the fact gonna, that I, she just handed me pictures. Of, not, I want this. I'm not. Gonna, I yes. do like that. I, I like the female mind surprised. going. I want to be surprised. But by the way, here are the exact like here's exactly what I want it to look like. But surprise me. Well, I did surprise her. It's funny it didn't in this fit. day and age. It's it it feels it feels uh, perilous to talk about the female mind or the male mm-hmm. mind and all these stereotypes, but it was interesting because I was talking to son Peter the other day and he, he was pointing out that at college, all the guys lift. They don't run. They don't whatever. They lift. Oh, That's yeah. what they all do. Oh yeah. And honestly, it seems I, I whatever, if you want to lift heavy objects by all means and be strong, mm-hmm. sure. I, I got no problem with that, but it does seem to me that, Whatever. You don't need to be 20. You don't need to, In this day and age, you don't actually need to layer on 20 pounds of muscle that you just have for. Well, if you want to well, attract. No, but helps. here was the point. <laughs> yeah. He said his observation was that the dudes are doing it. And he, he does too. He lifts. Really? Yes. Yeah. Not like they do. Yeah, but, but like I mean, but that's I mean, what, his form of exercise is, is, lifting. is now lifting. It's not running. And it's because it's everybody does. And. He said, Wasn't he a runner? Yes, he, he doesn't run ever now. He says his legs were beat up. He doesn't uh, run. I, I get that. And so, but what he says, it, what he said is, is that men pretend and it's for women, but actually the women don't particularly care. At all. <laughs> at all. And the other people who notice it are the other dudes. Like they'll say, hey, I see you've been lifting mm-hmm. or whatever else. And so there's this illusion that you're doing it for I'm talking about this because you're talking about the female mind. Yeah. For for attract the opposite gender. But the truth of the matter is the people who notice really are dudes. Yeah, what, what are your gains, bro? There, like that. I, yeah, think, exactly. I, I think I went into the gym at Pepperdine. <laughs> anyway, my roommate tried to get me to go two or three times freshman year. I want to say sub five times I went into the gym. Uh, anyway, Drew, who has been Congrats. working out and looks good. Uh, and looked good in the pictures, as did she. Uh, he's engaged, so that she looked better. That's great. To be she clear. looked better. She looked better, but he still looked good. Uh, secondly, it is uh, Memorial Day weekend. 
uh, yesterday when we were talking about Memorial Day, I feel I feel regretful that I <laughs> that I immediately started talking about Memorial Day and its place as, as a three day weekend and holiday and burgers and all of that without mm-hmm. actually acknowledging the point of it. The point of it. And it was interesting. I was reading about the history of Memorial Day, and the point, of course, is to honor those who've made the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and and it's funny, when I was a kid, we used to wake up really early and go down. They would fire off a salute in the cemetery at the end of our street. And, um, and so we'd go down there so we could watch them fire off the salute and play taps. And then we'd run, us little kids, and get the little shells. From the guns? From the guns. Okay. They'd leave these empty shells. And I don't know, maybe now they'd pick them up. Maybe now they wouldn't let you get them. Like, who knows? But, yeah, we'd, we'd run and we'd get there. And then it was always a parade. Feels like Memorial Day always had parades back then. And there was always a parade. We'd always go to the parade. And, and actually, we did think about the, the fallen. What's interesting is, is though Memorial Day only became Memorial Day. Do you know what it was before? Uh, no, because we already had Veterans Day, right? Yeah. The history of Memorial Day? Well, so Memorial Day started in the wake of the Civil War. Okay. And there's, because they didn't want to stop fighting, there's still some dispute over who started it, the South or Mm -hmm. the North. But basically it was sort of simultaneously in the wake of all that massive bloodshed and civil war, folks started going to cemeteries and putting flowers or otherwise recognizing the graves. Right. And of the fallen, in either the, the Yankee fallen or the Confederate fallen, Sometimes, like there's one in, I think it was South Carolina, where it was some freed slaves recognized Yankee fallen, right? Yeah. Like that. But it was, it was called Decoration Day. It was, this is the day in which we go and decorate the graves. It was known as Decoration Day. Well, and was it roughly the same time period, like May, the it end of was, May? It became always May, if I, you should ask, May 30th. It was May 30th. It was a stable day. It was May 30th. And then... It folded in. At first, it was the Civil War fallen, and then after you had World War One and World War Two, then it became oh, we're just gonna. It's Decoration Day, but this is the day in which we go and decorate the graves. Again, May thirtieth, in 1967. But it took effect. I don't know why they had had the delay here. People had to adjust. They renamed it Memorial Day. Really, it's 1967. Only since yeah, and so it kicked in 1971. Is when they renamed it. Wait, so we, do we have like a trial run? It's like the kickoff, new kickoff rule. Yeah, whatever, we, we do some experiments. Else. We had to get tested so, in the miners. So they, um, uh, it, it took effect in 1971. And when they did that, they also moved it to the last Monday of May. So well, it would be a three-day three weekend. weekend. Come on. Right? Yeah. This unfolded the way it did. And all of a sudden, the veterans of foreign wars and the sons of Union veterans of the Civil War, that's VFW and SUVCW, they started noticing something. And they said, this is BS. And here was the VFW statement in 2002 as they advocated to going back to May 30th. Changing the date merely to create three-day weekends has undermined the very meaning of the day. At least they saw it coming. No doubt. This has contributed a lot to the general public's nonchalant observance of Memorial Day. Again, they saw They nailed it. They nailed it. And I was guilty of it yesterday. Well, no, Jeff, as we just... It was by making it a three-day weekend. As we just learned, not your fault. Oh, this is is the way it works. Yes. They would have put it on the 30th. We would have known immediately. All right. There are some things, other things to know about Memorial Day. In 2000... Congress passed the National Moment of Remembrance uh, Act, not ass, act, asking people to stop and remember. Do you know you're stopping supposed to remember at a certain time? So I vaguely remember doing this, like, right when they... When they started doing this? Yeah, when they started, but was it, like, nine-something? Three. Okay. 3 p.m. No. And I don't, if it, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's like a kickoff, like 3 p.m. Eastern, yeah, is it, well, does 2 p.m. Is it across here, all time zones? Time zone. I, think yeah. I think it's 3 p.m. I think it's a rolling moment of It doesn't matter if you're in the Eastern times and the Central time zone. It's, you just do it at 3. I don't really know. And then uh, on Memorial Day, the flag of the United States, 
Do you have a flag in your house? Uh, outside hanging on your house? No. I did at my old house uh, that I, I shared with my brother. I'm not I'm not anti flag. No, I, I actually like having a flag. It's just I've not it's just a bill's flag. We don't have just, the it's just a bill's flag, you know. Yeah, I mean my my thing is I have not put the the flag holder. Correct. Anyway, uh, on Memorial Day, the flag of the United States is raised briskly to the top of the staff, then solemnly lowered to half-staff position, where it remains only until noon. It is then raised to full staff for the remainder of the day. Uh, so there you go. Uh, but it is, of course. It is, it is the unofficial, is it in addition to be the day of, of remembrance? Of course. It's the unofficial the kickoff point. of summer. It is the when did y'all open pools before 1971? <laughs> it, is, it is the unofficial kickoff of summer. And it is also a big day for travel. You've got, care to guess how many, uh, AAA says how many Americans, how many of us out there? There's 350 million? I always just think it's like 336, something, something like that. Something like that. So how many Americans are going to be, and again, you won yesterday, and now there's some dispute about one of the, uh, the answers so, I'm saying I picked I picked 31 trillion for a reason because I'd seen it on TV. I see. Well, we won anyway, so it didn't matter. We didn't have to go back and relitigate that. But um, uh, how many Americans are going to travel? 331, by the way. 50 or more miles. So we're not talking about down the street. You got to go to Nashville. You got to go to Jackson. You got to go to Little Rock. You got to go to the beach. You got to go 50 or more miles this weekend. How many Americans will travel 50 or more miles? So you also said 52,000 would go through Memphis International. 52,000 will go through That's Memphis That's obviously just flying. That is just flying. And by the way, like only 7% of the people who travel will travel by air. Correct. Almost all will travel the, by car. Memorial Day always feels like a car Also, holiday. by the way, price of gas, just so you know. Yeah, it's down to like 350 national nationwide. Nationwide it is 350 last year at this time, you know what it was? Probably 450. 460. Yeah. Yep. yep. So there you uh, go. there's another thing uh, to be to think about. How many Americans are going to be traveling? So like I was trying to do it just even like thinking like my fam- my the only person I know that's going out of town is my brother, my my youngest brother. And yet it feels like everybody's out of town. Correct. So like Mark's obviously out of town. I don't is Jason John. They didn't do anything. Where's right? Mark? I didn't even know he was out of town. Uh, Mark went to Florida with his, okay, with his family. Why, yeah, uh, down to like they go to like the like south, like like West Palm somewhere in that area. I'm gonna say a hundred million. No, forty-two million. Okay, forty-two point three million. All right. Anyway, thereby we have now recognized uh, Drew getting engaged. Congratulations, and we have uh, and we've recognized Memorial Day. Uh, thank you for your service and your ultimate sacrifice. And now we move on to the Celtics. Correct. This is fun, isn't it? I still... I don't know. I've never seen a series like this where I feel like I learned nothing from any game. Well, that's why I don't think the Celtics will do it. Uh, because it feels so random that it feels like it's going to come up. Correct. Heat. It's it's, it's it's almost like it's like, okay. like it, It's going to come up. Like, I mean, like take last year. Last year in game six, Jimmy Butler scored 47. Yeah. Right? So, boom, like that. Like, what we had last night again, the game obviously was never even competitive. It was, you know, it, it felt like, it felt like from the beginning, it felt yes. like the Celtics were going to win this game. And eh, they hit 16 threes. You know, they hit, they were 16 to 39 from three. Like, they weren't making threes until two games ago, and now they've made threes. Are they going to, if they're going to keep making threes like that, if, if a Derek White and Marcus Smart are going to go 10 of 14 from three, then they will win these next two games and win the series. But it feels like one of these games, it's just going to come up heat again. Well, And also, like Jalen Brown even making three threes. Jalen Brown even making three threes? Jason Tatum did not. Uh, Jason Tatum was the one. He was one of six from three. But beyond that, they were like, they were dropping in threes. And uh, the Heat, honestly... Shot decently, but they only they were nine of twenty three from three. And weirdly enough, Heat, who were never never felt like were a threat to win the game, did shoot fifty one percent. But you know, Kyle Lowry starts, gets five points. Kevin Love gives you six points. Jimmy Butler only takes ten shots. Like they, it felt like they were like kind of like all right. We like it almost was like when they saw how the game 
was going. going. They're like, all right, we know game six is. Million turnovers. Bam yeah. Adebayo had six turnovers. Kyle Lowry had four turnovers. 16 turnovers total. Um, and uh, and so do you, do you subscribe to this? The team that wins the next game will win. Yes, even though I know that that's like dumb. That's weird too because yeah. like Boston I, hasn't I been good at all. I understand that is actually dumb. I still yes. To me, it game feels six, like that. To me, it? game six feels like game seven. Game six feels like if Miami's going to win it. Correct from a Miami perspective. Yes. Okay, let me ask you this. Boston now obviously just has to win two in a row. Is Boston in a better position right now? than they were when they were down 3-2 to the Sixers not long ago and last year when they were down 3-2 to the Bucks. I'm still going to say no because in the end, there's a reason why no one in the NBA has come back from 3-0. But the funny thing is that, though, I, the argument for me that they're in a better position now is, okay. Feels like the series is flipped. Like, they don't have to win those two games again. Like yeah. th- those, no, games, no, they're, they they're now they're three and two. Like, do we really count those? Given that they only have two left, do we count those two as something hard that they have to do, or are they just down? They are they? Is it the same as it's just being down three two? And if they're just down three two, I would argue that this three two is more favorable to Boston than either of those pre two free three, three twos for two reasons. One is the gap between quote unquote how good these teams are. Seems bigger. Like Boston is better than Miami, and and more better than Boston was over Philadelphia, or than last year Boston was over Milwaukee. So they should be better positioned to pull this off. And then beyond that, in each of those last two moments, when I talked about them coming back from three two, the opposition hadn't started to crumble yet, and I do wonder. Like at this point. At what point does it start getting in the Heat's head? Like, we can't be the team that. We can't be the team that. Oh, no, we can't blow. We can't. Is it like? I don't think that happens until they lose tomorrow. You don't think the pressure's on them in that way? Like, oh, God. No, because there is still the element of, like, they're not supposed to be here. And they they all have Jimmy Butler, who doesn't seem to care about anything. Correct. When he's Jimmy Butler, he doesn't care about anything. So... I understand, like what you're saying. Like what I'm saying those, is, is those events have already happened, and in, they, they in don't re- count in terms of the how hard it is to do what what has now happened. Exactly. Correct. What, what you're I, trying to do. I I understand that. I've also though just looking throughout the playoffs this year, it's been this weird reality of even these series that go seven games, six seven games. There's only usually in those series been like two, three toss up games. So for this series. Game one and game two felt like the toss-ups, and they lost them both. And what we've been seeing is the team— In the like, toss-up game, the Celtics aren't going to win it? Is that what you're also well, saying? Well, they've already—like, basically what I'm saying is, like, the games that typically decide a series, those have already been played. Those were the toss-up games, and what we've been seeing is now, now it's kind of Miami's turn to hit their shots, Boston to miss their shots. I guess— Celtics. I also I think believe, the, I think the most dangerous thing you could do right now with the Celtics is trust them. The most dangerous thing yes. you could do to the Celtics is doubt them. Cor- no, it's trust them. <laughs> no, I'm no but like to I'm me, I'm joking. Celtics, by the way, favored by two and a half in Game Six, and if they win uh, Game Six, I am certain, or I certainly suspect, like last night, it was eight and a half. Yeah, and the, and no, it'll, it'll be the same. Game thing. seven will be eight and a half. I, mean, I think game two is ten. I mean, there. I do completely they're agree. The better team when, when they're you're the firing, better team, the longer the, the series team. goes, the more advantage you have. Like that's when the more the more minutes you play when you're the will better there team. There be a part of you. So, <laughs> I'm a weird ass sports fan. I'm a sports fan who can't watch my teams, and then I'm a sports fan who roots. I, I root. I root for people not to be humiliated. So if a kicker has, unless the kicky, unless it's someone kicking against the Bills, right? In a critical moment, if it's some kicker kicking a 15-yard chip shot. Like the end of the Super Bowl? 
I, I want the, that kicker in, in almost all circumstances to make it just because I don't want that kicker to feel bad. Like, I, I don't – I root for p- p- players not to feel bad. I don't like chokes. I don't like any of that. Unless they're kicking about the Bills, in which case I throw that aside, right? Yeah, but so, what, about the, what about the team that's the kick's getting made against? Like, you, they couldn't even score yeah, but no, on that. No, 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 that's different. No, I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad for the individual. No one's going to – no one's going to go in the locker room and say, I don't want someone to feel I blew it. I don't want someone to feel like I blew it. What if somebody fumbled directly before the kick? Eh, that's fine. And then, then the reason then, why they're that, able to kick the field. Then that evens it out. Yes. If someone does something totally – if someone – you're exactly right. If someone fumbles a kickoff right before the winning kick, then, then in terms of empathy – it's equaled out. Then, then, but in a, in typically in that circumstance, I want the young college kicker lining up from 19 yards, who with a game on the line. Even if he's kicking for Ohio State, and I don't root for Ohio State, but at that moment, I'm rooting for the kid not to feel awful for the rest of his life. That's true. So my question is this: Let me get to the point. Is there any part of me or you? You don't seem to operate in the same way that I do. That will feel bad for the Heat. If they choke this away. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I think I would some teams, but not the Heat. Not the Heat. The Heat culture, all of that. Spolstra. Like, everyone has put them on such a freaking pedestal that the notion that this would happen to them, I would find kind of glorious. Pat Riley. Like, all of that. I I would love that. That that they, they, they would be the first team. By the way, there are, we all know now, I think, that no team has come down from three, from down three, come back from down in the NBA. Three, yeah. In the NBA, um, there have been 150 times when it has happened, and no team has come back to win. Only three. Yeah, t- I'll say it's, it's it's like it's a handful of even force game seven, right? Three game sevens, and then of course they lost those three game sevens. They were, and you will remember this: the 1951 Knickerbockers. How could I forget? The 1994 Nuggets and the 2003 Blazers. So yeah, it's it. What they're trying to one do. One of those is, teams that it, we didn't even have Memorial Day then. <laughs> in one of those teams, we did not even have Memorial Day at that point. In terms of the Celtics, though, and their ability to win Game Six. They have, in the past two years, in the past two years, they have won four games, four games on the road when they were facing elimination. Yeah. In the past two years. Jordan has only done that four times. I mean, not Jordan. LeBron has only done that four times in his career, and he's played 20 years. Now, mind you, he's not in that position a lot. Most Correct. You're not, you're not, you're not necessarily in that position a lot. But facing elimination on the road, they have won four games in the last two. This will be the fifth win in the last. It would be kind of extraordinary. And it does, to me, is this a, to the credit of the Celtics or to uh, I think it also, I think, I think, like you said, like in fairness, when people want to like make it an insult, LeBron stat. I'm not even making. I'm, no, no, I'm making I'm not, it an, not, an extraordinary. Saying, there are Celtics people that stat. will immediately make it into an, a LeBron insult stat because that's the way the internet works. Yeah, I would actually go the other way. This to me usually says Boston. Boston plays with its food too much. Um, well, that's the question. The question is: Is this a compliment to Boston or a insult? Because what it suggests is, on the one hand, man, that's a, that is a tough-minded team. They go on the road facing elimination four times in the last two years, and they are able to get it together, win in that cauldron, that pressure cooker, with all the fans screaming for blood, and they're able to walk in there and take it and go home four times in a two-year stretch. Speaks well of them. Or is it, oh, come on, man, seriously? You don't even get serious until you're on the road facing elimination. You're obviously the better team because that's why you win these games ultimately when you're in that position and nice of you to finally be paying attention. Yeah. But you're only in this because you need this circumstance to focus your mind. Yeah, I still... I think it's that. I think it's like... I think it is a... It's the it's the you don't write the paper until midnight before it's due. Exactly like you need right. the pressure cooker. And when you do that... 
when you do that, there are moments when it's going to backfire on your ass and you're not going to get your paper handed in. Here, here's an example. So yesterday, I won't, I won't say who this was, but I was meeting an intern. There was a, a young journalist in the city who wanted to have coffee with me to pick my brain. And of course, I'm always happy to have coffee with me to, to, to someone if they want to pick my brain and be helping their career or whatever else. So we were to meet at 2 o'clock at Panera. You know what time he got there? 2.15. 3 o'clock. Was he on wrong time zone? <laughs> no. He, well, he takes an Uber. And listen, great kid, promising journalist, wish him all the best. Like, really admirable story of, like, he's a great kid. Oh, boy. But he didn't, and he doesn't have money for a car. So yeah. he takes Ubers, right? Like, he's hustling his ass off, okay? And I admire him. But he texted me at at uh, at one forty, saying my Uber's about to arrive, or I'm about to leave, and then yeah. like one fifty, saying oh, my Uber's about to arrive, and then he texted me at two ten, saying there's a backup on the interstate, and then I'm like, then at two thirty, it was there's a fire on on the, uh, 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 cars on fire on the interstate, and although I. I was fine. Like, it didn't matter to me. I, yeah, had, yeah. I had things to read. Like, I didn't, I had emails to answer and things to read and whatever else. But I texted him back and I said, listen, you didn't leave until 20 till. Yeah. I was, I was, I'm meeting you and I'm in the parking lot at 20 till so I can be, I make sure I'm there. I'm just doing some reading in the parking lot. Like, if you are cutting it close, yeah. there, there's going to be a car, a car on fire on the interstate. Well, yeah, you leave it up to chance. And you leave it up to chance. Correct. And I just said, listen, it's fine that this happened to me, but if this happened to a source or someone you're doing an interview with or whatever else, you got to be professional and you got to be on time and you got to whatever. And the Celtics, with all due respect, they're not professional. There could be a car in the interstate. What I'm saying is, yeah, they're yeah, they're in game to- six or game seven, there could be a car and fire in the interstate, and that could be Jimmy Butler. It's it's why, like in the end, I don't ignore that they were down three games to nothing. Like, no, I, I, I hope they pull it off. I just like the drama of it. And I, I, I don't know why I root for the Celtics over the heat, but it's the old I find myself rooting for the Celtics over the heat. Yeah, I mean, you also have like a personal connection. Yeah, to, but you know, I, I also hate Boston teams. Yeah. I hate Boston teams, but I didn't hate you the really Celtics. You really only hate one Boston team. I don't love the Bruins. Be honest, and then don't the love bees, the Bruins. Yeah. Uh, don't love. Well, I hate the teams that the, the teams that used to beat the hell out of my teams, and so that was a hockey team. Now the Braves used to lose to the Celtics, but that was so long ago. Yeah, uh, and they did it. like two, maybe two years in a row in the playoffs. The Braves were bounced by the Celtics. Uh, JoJo White, it was those Celtics. Uh, 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 I, the biggest problem that I think I have with the Heat is I don't, I don't want to root for a team that basically said. All right, we're gonna show up in the fourth quarter of the play-in game, and now now our season starts. Like I don't, I'm not really a fan of that. You'd rather root for the team that I'd rather say, root for the I'm team that screw around and whatever. I'm not gonna take it seriously well, until like, we're. I'd da- rather root for the team until that until we're down three zero. Well, at least they took the regular season seriously. Yeah, no, exactly right. And I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't need Joe Mazzola getting getting uh, ridiculed and whatever else. Although watching the town four times a week. Isn't yeah, that weird. That's very weird. But he has a lot. Like, if you've ever listened to him, he's he's weird. Like he has like a jujitsu instructor that will like choke him out. Like that's like a focus thing. Like he's this Delightful. he's a strange guy. All right, uh, today on the radio show, once again, uh, we got Chris Harrington straight up at ten o'clock. We'll talk to Jason Smith next. It is the Jeff Gawkins Show, ninety-two-nine FM, ESPN. Oh, before that, I do want to tell you that this is. Uh, it's a celebration season between dads, grads, all of that. And when you are celebrating, you want to celebrate with family, with friends, with loved ones, and with food. That, that's the key. And so for me, Bounty on Broad is a perfect place to do that because the food's delicious, the restaurant's beautiful, and it has a, it honestly, has a celebratory vibe to it. It's a high-end restaurant, but not a whisper at the table sort of i have to worry about you know you can have fun it's got when i went with jennifer biggs as she described it she said 
It's got a really fun vibe. Uh, it's a fabulous restaurant. And, and honestly, Broad Avenue is fun, too. Stroll down Stra- Broad Avenue. Go see Milo, the Bernice, Mount- Bernice Mountain Dark. Circle back. Go to Bounty on Broad. And by all means, get the fried oysters. Best fried oysters I've ever eaten in my life. The phone number is 901-410-8131. 901-410-8131. 9 Broad Avenue. Jason Smith coming up next. It is Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. P.J. Glasser with BeckQL. The Seattle Mariners are a team that came into the season with a lot of expectations. So far, they have underperformed, but now is the chance to jump on them to win the AL West at plus 750. They are in the midst of a 10-game homestand and have series upcoming against the Rangers and Angels at the beginning of June to try and gain ground in the division. They were 18-27 and 27 at this time last year and still made the playoffs. The time to buy in on Seattle is now. I'm P.J. Glasser helping you beat the books. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Seedco, a national nonprofit, has served in the Memphis and the Mid-South for over 16 years and is working to respond to the needs of our community. Seedco's Linking You and Neighbors to Coverage program keeps you enrolled in affordable health care coverage. The public health emergency unwinding is rapidly approaching. Do not lose your health care coverage. Does your child have CHIP? Call Seedco today. Do you have Medicaid? Call Seedco today. Call or text the Healthcare Service Line at 901-713-9720. That's 901-713-9720. During these challenging times, have a peace of mind. Stay covered or get covered today. Seedco is not an insurance agency. We are a nonprofit here to serve the whole person with free programs designed to fit your needs. Call today. 901-713-9720 or visit seedco.org slash midsouthlync Bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting and right now use my promo code MARTIN, M-A-R-T-I-N to score up to $250 with your first bet bonus. Win or lose, they will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code MARTIN. Simply visit superbook.com for terms and conditions or download the Superbook Tennessee app in the App Store. Enter the promo code MARTIN and you'll get 250 bucks courtesy of Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you a maintenance mechanic, diesel mechanic, welder, or a compactor repair person? Are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part of? At Waste Connections and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefit of realizing their potential with our trust and full support. As a second chance company, we offer competitive pay, a sign-on bonus, tuition reimbursement, tool reimbursement for our mechanics, and at the end of every workday, you get to be home. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers.wasteconnections.com and become a part of a great team of people. Zoom into Battle Wheels at Southland Casino Hotel this May. On Fridays and Saturdays, 10 lucky North Club members win up to $2,500 in free play and a ticket to the finale for a chance to drive away in one of two Dodge Chargers. Earn entries now and get five times entries on Tuesdays. Join Battle Wheels at Southland and drive to win. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram are registered trademarks of FCA US LLC and not a sponsor of this promotion. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly for help quitting. Call 800-522-4700. Are you shopping for a new watch, an engagement ring, or any kind of jewelry at all? Then come shop where the Grizzlies and former University of Memphis Tiger grade shop, Platinum Jewelers here in Memphis. Platinum Jewelers has a big selection of earrings, stackable rings, luxury watches, necklaces, bracelets, really whatever you need. We do custom jewelry and are located at 9387 Poplar Avenue next to Fresh Market in Germantown. So if you need anything jewelry related, 
Come see Platinum Jewelers. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Medi Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. By texting 64000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at Babbel.com slash TNC. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Babbel, language for life. And now try Babbel for free by texting RADIO to 64000. Text RADIO to 64000. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk. I would sleep upright with more pillows. But that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. With just one pill each morning, Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it sleeping. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. With Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Upgrade to the performance you need on all Maytag major appliances during May is Maytag Month, happening all month long. Maytag Month is going on. Mom, Dad, Sis? Here we go again. Why are you in a suit? Picture, if you will, a world with the best network imaginable. I'm talking about the Xfinity 10G network. Go on. Mom, remember how your reality shows wouldn't load with all of us online? Now you can binge. And Susie, we'll have fast internet in the basement. Nice. If you have any questions, here's my card. This is just your name on a gum wrapper. Introducing the 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through June 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit internet with up to 10 times faster upload speeds on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $35 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Enjoy summer festival savings on T-Bone Steaks. Just $7.99 a pound in the family pack with your card and digital coupon. Limit 5. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back on the Jeff Calkins Show, joined now by Jason Smith. Jason John, every single day from 11 until 2. Jason, uh, you going to be grilling this weekend? What's your plan? Yeah, it's mandatory. Wife's making me uh, go dust off the big green egg and get out there. I had not. We've had the weather to do it, but I have, to this point, uh, abstained from going out there. And, no, I'm going to be expected to get it cleaned off this weekend. Get the patio furniture cleaned off and get out there. It's my job. It's my job. I forgot you have a big green egg. Expl- yeah. Is do you? But if you're just now dusting it off, you clearly are not addicted. Like some people, I'm think, seasonal. Yeah. Some people like it changed my life. I have the big green egg. How hard is it to start? Like, what's the? Oh, well, here's the thing about it. It, it. it hasn't changed my life in the sense that it's made me more of a griller. Like, like, like that. I get out there. 
with more frequency. That has not been the case for me. Okay. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm just not a big griller. Never was. Now I know for some it does, it increases it. And for the, for the expert griller, they love it as well. Now what it does do though, uh-huh. it is the easiest thing I've ever used. I would say that I'd really? say it all Wait, day. Is it not yeah. easier than a gas grill? Really? Oh, it's so much easier in terms of why? lighting. See that? that gas grill ends up burning everything up. I got to end up going back and refilling the propane. I've always been scared. I don't, maybe it's just me of the damn thing blowing Blow up. up on me. And, that. and as my last one started to erode, you know, that got that, you know, that became more and more likely the fact that it, that it was about to. And so it scared me half to death when I used it. This one, man, it's the easiest thing to start up. They've got these little easy lighters you put on their, on their charcoal. It's all, it's all natural wood charcoal. It's uh wait. It's, so yeah. you you have and you it, buy it, you buy like big stove. green egg charcoal and then oven. Okay, yeah, and so and then what's the procedure to start it? Take talk they've to me like I'm little, an idiot. They've got these little they've got these little easy starters. They're like these little easy starters that you put between uh, this natural charcoal that they give you, and you just fire them up. The thing takes off for itself, and then it's basically like a it's like an oven. You can control. You have to wait for an hour for the charcoals oh, to get no, perfectly no, no, fine. No, you're eating. No, 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 no. It, it lights up fast, Jeff. You put a. I usually put three starters in in a little triangle. You know, triangle form. I've watched the YouTube videos, so I get it nice and hot in every spot. And then, man, that thing is lit up fast. So, in terms of the the easiness, really, of grilling. Yeah, oh man. I guess I assumed and, because it was charcoal, like with charcoal, you not only have to light it, yeah. then you have to wait till the charcoal yeah, the gets only, to a certain temperature. The only thing, you, yeah. you got to clean the charcoal out when it gets old and you're, you know, it's black, it's black natural charcoal, but it's natural stuff and it, it does, it gets on your fingers like regular charcoal. And you got to handle it when you're cleaning it out. But putting it in, man, I just pour it in. You know, the toughest thing is just cleaning, cleaning the grill. The thing is the easiest. You can walk away from it, you can set it, set the temperature on it, essentially. <sighs> It's a beautiful thing, and it doesn't, you know, it, you, it, you've got it for life, basically. The dang thing is just like a young, it's in perfect condition. So I, I would recommend for those that are that want the easy life. Uh, did you see our friend Drew Hill got engaged yesterday? See that on Twitter? Man, so, um, and, and I felt so guilty that we had him on. Yeah, I, had, John <laughs> I, couldn't, knew, I couldn't believe John that he actually knew, I had, did it. I, yeah. I, I, of course, I'm, I'm not as close to Drew as John as you are. I had no idea what was going on or even, that he was even – about to you know do this or on vacation because he's doing the hit regularly. I felt so guilty when I saw the picture, <laughs> and my first thought was, man, I need to you know get on John this morning, dude. Why you, you got to give this guy the the day off on a on a day that he's getting engaged? But apparently, you know they're they're. I mean, if Drew is asking John for engagement advice, they're closer than I thought. So maybe Drew just feels like maybe they're so close, man. They're doing a hit, you know, on J and J. 125 on the day you're getting engaged is no problem. I would have been like, no, dude, I'm not doing it. I I think I was surprised. There he was. Congrats it it him, certainly though. put yeah. certainly puts Huge. like whether sneakers are dropping or not dropping on this day, the sixth release of this colorway in sort of some perspective, which I gather was the debate yesterday as he was in the embroiled in that. But and I, <laughs> I, I texted him. He said, I don't care. I'm getting engaged in four hours. So, um, so yep. so good for Drew. Um, all right. It occurs to me, here we are, Memorial Day, the unofficial start of summer. And I think the state of Memphis sports is at this moment, across the board, kind of worrisome. My partner would say it's at a crossroads. Really? All of them? Well, just because he loves using the term crossroads. Oh. And, and to your... <laughs> Whether it's about after a Memphis loss to Tulane, right, for the program or, or something like, you know, I, heck, you know, this may have been even been his plan today, that Memphis sports in its entirety is at a crossroads. Okay, let me, um, let me ask you, rank in terms of level of worry. Yeah. Okay? Memphis football, Memphis basketball, Grizzlies. Oh, I still got Memphis football at the top of concern level. Like, we got to get, come on now. This is a big year for Ryan Silverfield. Um, maybe that's controversial. I don't think it is. I would put Penny in the middle, and then Grizzlies I'm least concerned about. You know, at some point, Jaws going to get back on a basketball court and hopefully be able to go on a day-to-day basis without doing something crazy on Instagram. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain are the two of the three that you, you can just lock in and feel great about. Look at the pros, pros that they've already shown to be. And so I, I go into that just because – 
that's essentially the only thing you've got to be concerned about right now with Ja in terms of on the floor once you get those three out there. And, and listen, I'm still excited to see what they're going to do in terms of Dylan's spot, whether they end up being able to upgrade that. Uh, you know, that's, that's going to, that's going to determine, st- I think, more so than what's going on with Ja, whether you can upgrade Dylan's spot and maybe, you know, a suspense for job effects, that maybe not. I, I'm hoping it's, it's, uh, it's you know, all, all systems are going, you're pushing forward. But whether or not you can upgrade that spot's going to determine your spot in the West next season. Whether or not you can be a top three seed again. Whether you could be a number one seed. Because if you do upgrade Dylan's spot, I think there's a chance of that. So my, my concern level is still low for the Grizzlies, even though, that yes, it feels like we're talking about a negative John Morant story every single day. What, again, you know, once he's back on a basketball court and you're putting games together back to back and you're not going on Instagram live very quickly, this can all be put behind you. Um, Penny's in the middle. Yeah, because Penny's not on a hot seat going into this one. And, and listen, if that's me calling Ryan Silverfield seat hot, um, maybe it's not burning up. But it's certainly one where you're going in and saying he's got to show you something, especially in this new look conference. And so just from that standpoint alone, uh, Memphis basketball, though, is at a point where, let's, you know, CA had the numbers. I give them the credit. They, they put in the open records request. I read that you know, season tickets were down 25%. We know NIL is an issue, and so it's a challenge. There's no question, but those, you know, whether he's had an NCAA investigation hanging over him, whether it's been how, man, he's got he's to figure out what, what, kind of, what does he want out of his roster. Does he want to go young? Does he want to go old? He's battled through all of it, and so I would, yeah, in terms of one, two, three there, I, got, I, I still have – I, I'll put it, I said it to you last week, Jeff, and I know some have said, well, this, this, this ain't going to happen. I still think Penny's got a surprise or two in store, and he's not going into next season with a roster that right now is ranked outside of Rothstein and others' top 45. That's just not Penny Hardaway after two years of making the tournament and knowing, hey, listen, i got to keep doing it or better because right now, you know, we're, I'll be honest with you, it seems we're losing engagement rather than, than bringing it in. Yeah, what's interesting is I think when I first, before I clarified the question, I'm not, I'm not even sure you would have included Memphis football. That's how worried we are or should be about Memphis football, right? Is that like it's almost an afterthought at this well, point? Well, and, and if there's any chance, right, Jeff? Of I mean, it helps, right? Of re, of realignment and your shot of getting in. And I get tired of this, but you know, of that talk and constantly being as we use that that metaphor, Charlie Brown trying to kick the ball. Um, but if there's a chance, you, you want to be hot in there, you know, that it's time for Ryan Silverfield, particularly again, going into a conference that you should be right at the top of, um, it's time to get that thing hot again, to get people talking about the brand again and everything should be in place, especially the most important position in terms of your familiarity with that, that QB Seth Hennigan and having him in that spot. looks like they've gone out and added some weapons in terms of the transfer portal did be- feels like to me. And I could, you know, I could be wrong, not on it day to day, but that he did he did a better job in the transfer portal this year than he did the season before. Uh, that doesn't mean it all automatically pays off, but they're in they they need to be in position to to have a season where where people are talking about them and excited about them because again, if you're if you're at another seven win season or eight win season, you know then 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 there's no momentum and you're at a point where man, do we you know do we do we keep on this path or do we make a change and you're not talking about a change anytime soon without either of those other coaches or situations. In terms of uh, Memphis basketball, it, it strikes me that these are all symptoms of the same thing, you know, whether it's NIL, whether it's attendance, whatever it sure. is. And it's honestly, it's natural because Penny comes in and there is this incredible excitement. Penny Hardaway is going to take us to the promised land, multiple championships, all of that. There was a flurry of enthusiasm that is expressed both in financial support, ticket sales, et cetera. And then what it becomes is, eh, we're going to scrape to get into the NCAA tournament and not get out of the first weekend. And this is great and all, but, you know, it's no, it's like heading into year two, which was the apex of it, when it was James Wiseman coming in and, and, People yeah. thought they were going to win a national championship, and now it's like, okay, it's a nice basketball program that that can scrape into the NCAA tournament if things come together, and that's not going to generate the same kind of excitement or financial support. No, and it it, it just doesn't generate the same sort of national relevance that gets the Jeff Goodmans and those guys talking about you. Apparently, they were on yesterday saying, 
you know, the same sort of line that Jeff said, hey, listen, I can see that Penny Hardaway's made progress, but is it good enough for Memphis? It certainly wasn't at the end of Josh Pastor to be making the tournament, as you, as you sort of put it, losing, you know, not making it past the first weekend uh, when this program at one point was, was right at the top. And as Jeff has said it, and I do believe it, this is one thing that Goodman said that I do believe, that program should still be, and I think even with the NIL challenges, uh, a top 25-ish program every year, um, it has changed. All that said, you know, even with you know uh, less national relevance, maybe you're maybe it's maybe it's zero at this point uh, because what you didn't get ranked last year until you beat Houston, then you fell out after the tournament. So maybe it was one week last last year that you were ranked. It gets tougher. It gets tougher to keep people involved. Jeff, it's, it's changing so much. College athletics, the challenge for Penny, with you know, it's so transactional now. College athletics, you get them for one year, they're gone. They may or may not contribute. Uh, Elijah McCadden, Demaria Franklin, they come in, and then as John has pointed out time and time again, you know, you go back the next year and you say, well, I need another 100000 for NIL to go get a guy that may or may not contribute. That gets hard. So how do you keep that up? You do have a choice now because you've got a team in the Memphis Grizzlies that, uh, listen, uh, you know, have got, have got superstar qualities. And so it's a challenge for Penny at this point, and it doesn't make it any easier uh, going, you know, having a conference where you're losing opponents. I mean, two of their three highest attended games last year were Houston and Cincinnati, and you're losing that. And so, you know, we can sit there and lay it all at the feet of Penny, but clearly, you know, this is this is a this is a Memphis, and it's a college athletics issue. But but if you know, just like it always has, it it, it can come back and be even more of a challenge uh, for Memphis because again, here uniquely that basketball program is still what drives things. And you can't, you know, you can't have years where you're losing 25% of your season ticket base. That said, they're, you know, they've got some reasons, you know, coming through COVID and everything else. And I understand that, but um, you got to have that thing humming. And right now that's, uh, you know, who he gets in there, what this roster is going to look like. That's all part of how you do it. And then finally, I, I agree with you in the ranking, by the way, in who, who would one be. I, I do think it's sort of a worrisome landscape because even even the thing, the team thing we are least worried about, the Grizzlies, there's a very present worry at the front of our minds, right? So sure, sure. would you worry more about the Grizzlies? Yesterday I was talking to someone who's deeply involved in, in, uh, in pro sports, and he said, not because he talked to Adam Silver, but just he said he was here in 40 games. Oh my goodness! Would you well, worry maybe, more? Maybe, maybe Would that's you worry more? So long, uh, I'd worry a little bit more. Maybe is it, uh, just again, you make me think to ask the natural question. Maybe that's what's taken so long. Is you're trying to you're 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 trying to gauge what you would get back from the MBPA? No way they would let forty games stand. Not with some it of the. It would not seem with, extraordinary, not wouldn't it? Exactly, like, exactly. You know, that that you know, I get though, the whole we want to send a message, right? Because Jaws, the you know, you do this twice in ten weeks, essentially the same thing. After you met face to face with the commissioner, man, you told him you got it. So I can completely understand Silverfield. Forget, forget being you know flabbergasted, embarrassed, looking like he's got no power, looking like you've given this league over to the players and they run all over you and do what you want. So my, looking at, I'm playing, I'm saying that kind of silver here and that kind of narrative and sentiment. And so I could see an urge and a want to to come down hard here. But you, Jeff, you pointed out or you've written about it. There are reasons why you cannot go to an extreme here, and I think 40 games would be an extreme. I've said 16 to 20. I've heard Harrington say that he thought 25 with you're getting borderline too many. I think you are, man. With the with previous instances, with the fact that he hasn't broken the law, that is key here. Um, Miles Bridges, I know, you know, people will say it's more than a 30 game suspension. Silver would tell you that, but ultimately it comes down to 30, you know, beat up his, uh, you know, kids, kids, mom in front of him. I mean, it has, is what job did worse than that? You know, I, I'm preaching the choir here, Jeff, you've no. already written about that. So that's the thing here. You might, you want to come down. I'm sure you do. You want to show that you got some power, right? That you, uh, that they've got to, you know, uh, I'll put it this way, respect you. Because because you're getting again that narrative that it's a players' league and he, he you know he's not nearly as uh you know he's not the commissioner in terms of David Stern in terms of the disciplinarian and, and and having those guys in line right and so you know that sort of pressure you, you, of course I, I figure the urge is there but there I, I just cannot see them going over a over a 25 or or something like that well, and again I think I think 25 is getting borderline crazy I still think it should be between 16 and 20. 
um, you know. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see. Thank you, Jason. We appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, man. Yep. Uh, in terms of that, Jeffrey, again, this wasn't this wasn't anyone who would have firsthand knowledge. It's just what's circulating out there. Um, I would say though that number. I think I think that number. Well, it's it's what we heard from. Where did we? When were the talking heads? Right after, like it, after Woj said substantial. I believe he it was right before 40. Game Seven of the of the Philly Boston series. It was on NBA Countdown and. I also think that lines up with right after Silver spoke before the draft lottery, and then you know that's where we got the comments like, "I'm assuming the worst, worst or whatever." Right. And me, they immediately yeah. went to the countdown crew, and the countdown crew was basically saying like half the season. Right. That would line up with like what they were what they're, they're hearing. It's the 